everybody. So we are so excited today to be here to talking about our latest round of Hallmark Christmas movies. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Hallmarkies podcast, and I am Rachel, and Casey is here. Hey, guys. Hey, thank you so much for joining me to talk about the latest weekend of movies, plus a bonus movie that I assigned to you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, and it's been super fun. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, it's been an interesting season of Countdown to Christmas. I I feel like it started, for me, I feel like it started really strong, and now we're kind of in like the, the halfway, uh, sort of, we're like, it's like the hump day of Hallmark movies, and we need to like now get a, a good sprint to the finish, because <laughs> the last couple weeks have not been my favorite, and... Yeah, I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, um, I would say for me, it's been like up and down. Because um, there are several movies, the Thanksgiving ones that I've been kind of, I was kind of like, and then it was like really, really great. And then it was, you know, okay again. And then it's just been really up and down for me. I, I don't know that yeah. I've hit the slump yet. I can understand that. I don't know. Like I haven't really felt, there's not that many this season that I have been like, oh, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. But I don't know. I'm just, uh, I just, there's just a number that were just kind of bland for me and not my favorite, mm. but weren't like painful to watch. Yeah. I, I would say there, the worst has been, it's okay. Or yeah. That's how I, I feel too. I don't remember it. Mm. Yeah. No. All right. Well, let's start with the first one, Homegrown Christmas. This film is about a woman named Maddie who sells her big uh, company, shoe company that's been like her whole life's work. And now she has to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And so she goes home for the holidays to sort things out. While there, she meets Old Flame Carter and they are assigned to put together a local dance. As they work together, old tensions and sparks are lit. And Maddie also helps Carter's niece, Ava, become more confident in her dreams of being an artist. Boom. There's your story. What were your overall thoughts on this homegrown Christmas? <laughs> I re okay, I really wanted to love it because Victor Webster, Laurie Lachlan, Laurie Lachlan's daughter, Kate Isaac, it was like, whoa yeah and then I don't know if it's because of where it is in the lineup but I as soon as we got to the whole like high school <sighs> forgotten love I thought to myself wasn't this the same thing as last week and then um I just kind of sat through it and then towards the end it started picking up for me and I was like oh okay that's that, this is a cute one but um I don't know I I I think I might have liked it better if I would have seen it early on in the season. Yeah. I think there's probably some truth to that. Like if I'd never seen a Hallmark movie, maybe I would have liked it better. But um, I, there were some things, there were some cute moments and there were some things I liked about it. But overall, I gave this a diamond ring in our preview and overall, I didn't love it. Um, the things I did like about it, I liked the fact that Maddie never apologizes for her choices. Mm -hmm. She never, you know, apologizes for going out there, achieving her dreams, having the successful company and all of that. And I liked, I liked that. I liked that it was a more mature story about people who've like lived their lives. And I liked the moment when Victor Webster's character says, I'm fine with this. This is enough. It's not enough for you, or it hasn't mm -hmm. been in the past at least. And I thought that that was some good writing on the part of things that, that, that for some people, you know, like I think about that with my, you know, with my life, like uh, my, my siblings are like traveling all over the world and living abroad and stuff. And, and that gives them joy and that's great. And I'm glad that they do that. But for me, <laughs> like just being here in Utah podcasting, that's all I need. I have no desire to go anywhere else. Like it's just not this is enough for me, but other people it would be like super boring. And mm -hmm. so I kind of, I appreciated that. I, I thought that there were some funny moments we'll talk about 
but overall it didn't really work for me and my biggest problem with the movie was i just thought that a lot of the characters were very unlikable and i didn't think that victor webster's character was very likable i thought that it didn't really make sense for him to nurse this grudge since high school and for him to i mean he talked about he'd had other girlfriends he'd had other relationships and just thought he was kind of a brat and i'm like tone it down you know you're a grown man like <laughs> what <laughs> and i don't know i just never really warmed up to him the way that i would want to i mean i liked his character last year in home for christmas day so much better and it really wasn't that different like you had Catherine bell's character in that movie had you know rejected him rejected him rejected him right. all these times but like he he was just he was confident in who he was and and I, I just, I don't know. It just didn't, his character didn't really work for me. What did you did think you, of it? Uh, I mean, it was okay. I, I don't know. Just the fact that it was right after Christmas, Christmas Wonderland. And it was basically the same premise. Like, okay, the high school thing, the dance and everything. Um, I kept comparing him and the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's Victor Webster. Come on, <laughs> you have to like him better. Um, I, I, I guess I liked him better than I don't even that remember guy. his name. Yeah, from Christmas Wonderland, just because he was an uncle and he did care for his family and stuff. I, I just I don't understand the whole. I'm I'm grown, but I'm still holding a grudge from my high school girlfriend. Yeah, I, like I just love. don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, me either. It was ridiculous. And I don't know, I actually liked the guy in, in Christmas Wonderland better. I, oh, really? <laughs> I did. Yeah, because I felt like he had a few more fun moments. Like they had the glitter war and oh, stuff yeah. like that, that that endeared me a little bit more to him. It's I mean, he reminds me of people I knew in high school that I'm like, <laughs> okay. that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, and also, it was sort of added to the fact that I thought her sister was the worst. I hated her. She was awful. She was so mean and so rude. And and I the idea that the two of them are going to run a successful business together at the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. I don't see that working out at all. Uh, and so... Yeah, that, she seemed very youngest sibling. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that that character like ooh. yeah i really disliked her character it's not the actor's fault it just didn't work for me um and but i did like the the cookie making scene was hilarious i liked the salt cookies that was really funny mm -hmm. um and i thought that it was cute having Lori's daughter in the movie I, the only thing about it was that they look so similar that it was a little <laughs> distracting and i kind of think they should have made they should have just had her be her daughter mm -hmm. of, like, or the niece or something yeah I'm like, that, that was yeah that was distracting niece looks exactly like like Lori laughlin it's very weird yeah. Yeah, that was super distracting to me too because when she walks in and she peeks in the house and they're like together i'm like okay i know that bella maury's daughter so how does this work and then he, she came out and she's like uncle what's up and i'm like what wait do they have a child wait what? i'm so confused yeah it's hard to separate that for me um although i thought it was cute that to have them together um i think it worked out better in their last Christmas movie last year mm -hmm. where she was the random like clerk because there's no family ties and she's right. not like the niece or daughter of the ex-boyfriend like that's just a weird thing but yeah I that's agree. a nitpick I but yeah I agree she was cute but it was just still it was a little distracting I <laughs> So, and also I did enjoy the Wendy Williams cameo. If I were uh, Maddie, I would have completely gone with that deal. I would have <laughs> kissed this town goodbye and gone <laughs> and had fun with Wendy Williams because I thought that I was like, she's a nice person. Work with her. <laughs> These other people aren't nice. <laughs> right. And I mean, why not? You've gone your whole life without them and now it's a big deal and you, you might as well go. And then you yeah. can come back next Christmas and make everything cool again. 
exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how many crowns did you give this one? Mm, three. Pretty low. Um, I'm going to give it mm, 2.3 crowns. It just really wasn't my favorite. I really didn't like it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it <laughs> 2.3 crowns and I have it in my rankings at number 71 out of 83. So it just didn't work for me. I just thought the characters were too unlikable and the story was too tired for, to make up for that. So, yeah. I think I'm going to watch it again after Christmas, after, like give it a few weeks and then just watch it with fresh eyes. Cause I think for me, it was really the fact that I was back to back with Christmas Wonderland. Yeah, that's probably fair. There's some truth to that. All right. So then we had Memories of Christmas and this is about Noel who is happy living in the big city. Little does she know. She thinks she's happy, but of course she's actually not as all these movies go, but uh, she has a boyfriend this big time fancy job but unfortunately she's called back to her hometown to sell her late mother's home her mother was the queen of christmas and uh she she meets david who has been hired to dec help decorate her mom's house the two become uh, attached more attached as they help to plan the christmas gala that was important to her mom when her boyfriend returns and she has to decide to sell the house and and lodge she has a change of heart and decides to stay and be with David. So there you go. That's our story. <laughs> and so this starred Christ Christina Milian and uh, Mark Taylor. And I did interview Mark and it was a lot of fun to talk with him. Uh, what did you think about Christina in this role? Um. She was, I, I liked her in the role. I thought she was a very good um, actress. I've never seen her in anything else. Uh, the storyline didn't do it for me. So I think she should come back. Try again. Yes. <laughs> so I actually have seen her in Snow Globe, which is a bonkers movie out of ABC Family way back mm. days. It's very fun. Uh, <laughs> she goes into the world of Snow Globe. We'll see. I like those kind of movies um, coming up later. Uh, and so she was the best part of this movie by far. I thought that she was so charismatic and so delightful. And I definitely agree. Come back, come back, come back. Because I I just, the story didn't quite do it for me. And I just didn't love the love triangle. <laughs> I just thought that it wasn't really the actor's fault. I just thought that it was just written very bland. It was bland, 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 bland. <laughs> was just yeah. not interested I think if you had I don't know if you had Clark Gable and Cary Grant in these roles it was still have been bland 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 it it just I don't know I mean yeah. if anything I was probably more on team Rex her boyfriend than on team David because David was just kind of bland he didn't have any personality he didn't have any anything to kind of set him aside as different or unique or interesting or quirky it was just right. kind of blah. and at least rex was like a little had like a little bit of a character had like a little bit of a personality um but i don't know neither of them were that exciting for me yeah unfortunately okay this was the first one i watched um all the way through because i dvr yeah. it and i watched this one first um, just because I was going into homegrown Christmas with very high expectations. I didn't right. want it to like ruin my take on an unknown movie to me. So I watched this one first and unfortunately I don't remember much of it. <laughs> it, was, it was not very memorable. No, and I was not live. I live for the witty banter and I just didn't hear it or see it. And yeah, I, I don't know. And, just, and this must be the 1500th movie where, you know, they're having to plan a gala together for something. <laughs> like, what is going on? So many galas. But what did you, I don't know if you remember her dress. So her dress was kind of like quasi purple and it had kind of like picked up at the top and, and it was, I don't know. I thought her dress was pretty. I liked it. I thought she rocked it. Yeah. So that was fun. And I liked the fact that he showed up with the limo 
with like a tux because I feel like you don't often get the tux in a Hallmark movie. They like the sort of the the old fashioned kind of homegrown type guys, and I love a guy yeah. in a tux. Yeah, I'm a big. Yeah, fan. I like I like being fancy. I like seeing fancy yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. And so that was kind of nice. I was like, oh, he looks so handsome. Yeah, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, oh, the anti-marshmallow thing was fun too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, I definitely tweeted about that one because there are a couple people that we know that don't like marshmallows. (laughs) Yeah, it was really funny because we had Georgia live tweet for us and she doesn't like marshmallows, her and Amber and their insanity. And (laughs) so that was really funny that that happened to be in the script. (laughs) She's like, hi, me. (laughs) And they did get a massive snow globe. And I, I, I wondered if that was oh, like yeah. a little hint mm-hmm. to snow globe, her movie. But it was huge. It was like one of the biggest yeah. snow globes. I was like, wow. Uh, but yeah, it was mm, not great. I didn't love it. It didn't irritate me the way that things in Homegrown did, where I just didn't like the characters in that one. I don't know which one's worse, is having really bland characters or having characters that I don't like. I, I guess given my ranking, I'd rather have characters that are bland uh, than ones I don't like. But um, but yeah, so this movie, I have, oh wait, no, never mind. So I have it lower than Homegrown Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I will give this movie two crowns. And that's all for Christine Milian. (laughs) And that talks, those those are the two crowns. Um, And I have it at 73 out of seven out of 83 oh oh okay yeah. oh can i just add one last thing because i'm looking at my notes <laughs> there was one moment in this movie that my mouth literally dropped open and it's when they're talking about the sleigh ride and how she and the guy when they were or another guy when they were younger there was mr and mrs claus and she fell out of the um the, the sleigh and the guy uh, the neighbor guy the older man says something like remember um i i remember when donations went up with her bloomer flying up. <laughs> <laughs> what that's so funny that was a very risque yeah. moment for I, I tweeted because i tweeted this i said remember that time i fell off the sleigh as mrs claus and my red and white bloomers were flashing everywhere and the guy said i do remember donations went up that night and i nearly spit my drink I was like, oh my word. That's funny. And then that is probably the most memorable part of that movie. Because <laughs> it's so out of character for Hallmark. But um, I would give that, I would give it like 2.25. Just okay. because I, I don't, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry, Christina Milian and Mark yeah. Taylor. We are grumpasauruses today, but... All right, so now we're going to talk about Welcome to Christmas. So this is about resort developer Madison comes to the town of Christmas to see if the citizens can convince her it is a good spot for their new resort. After crashing into the town sign, she meets Sheriff Gage, who, as a widow, initially is hesitant to get to know her, but she ends up staying at his house and getting to know his two daughters. His mother figure, I guess she wasn't actually his mother, but anyway, whatever. His aunt, okay, his aunt is determined to have their ski resort, but Madison takes convincing. But in the end, she realizes that maybe no resort at all is the correct decision for the town. So there we go. So what were your overall thoughts on this one? I really like this movie. I'm really glad because <laughs> there have been several times this season where I've gone into a movie wanting to like it and it was like, meh. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the banter. I liked the fact that they were trying to get some kind of thing in their city. Um, I like the actors, uh, Jennifer Finnegan, Eric Mabius. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was super fun. Hmm. So I did actually really enjoy Jennifer Finnegan. She's not somebody I was very familiar with, but I thought that she was very charismatic she was bubbly. She was fun. I really enjoyed her performance. And I, I had read the book and they did make some major changes to the book. In the book, I, the book is called Trouble with Christmas and it is very 
uh, it's spicier than Hallmark, just a warning <laughs> if you're going to read it. But um, in the book, he isn't widowed, a widower. He is divorced. And his, it's sort of weird because he's, his ex is this country singer. And the whole town is in denial that they're divorced because because they like having a famous person that's like in their town. It's, it's sort of weird, but anyway, they got rid of all that, which was probably a very smart decision, <laughs> but, um, so all the postables are going to hate me, but I really thought that Eric Mabius was miscast in this role. And I, I just didn't think that he fit this character, this sort of gruff and I don't know, like I, He's either always been kind of a nerd or always kind of slick and pulled together. One sort of variation on that. And this like rough and like kind of mumbly and sort of like sheriff, I just didn't fit for me with him. And even though I loved her and I thought that she was great, I just, that hurt their chemistry for me between the two of them. And... I didn't love the movie and I feel bad. Like I said, today I'm just super, super grumpy Dan because I'm just not really into, I wasn't super into any of these movies. Um, they just needed a wood chopping scene. Yeah. They, they just needed to hear maybe <laughs> go chop some wood. Yeah. Uh, do you like beard or no beard for Eric Mabius? Um... Um, I guess I would, I guess clean shaven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, definitely no beard, but that's probably because I almost always am clean, team clean, clean shaven. Unless you're Tom Selleck, you should be clean yeah. shaven. <laughs> 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 but that's just me. Everybody's trying to do different things. But... <laughs> I mean, I, I think it helped. I, I do think that the beardedness helped separate him from Oliver O'Toole. Yeah, that's I do think fair. that. Um, and, you know, set in the boondocks of Colorado or whatever, being a sheriff and the rough and gruff, this you know, was, look. Yeah, this was I, definitely I, the Hallmark movie of 2018 that is the most like a horror movie. You could easily, if you had a different score and a few different choices, because the way this whole town is acting towards her, let's be, is a little strange. <laughs> They're really crazy. They're like all the crazy little, you know, nosy aunts and uncles scheming. Yeah. They're like putting on all these like things just for her. And it means get into the village really quick. Like, <laughs> And so, I don't know. And yeah, the whole town, it just was, it just didn't quite work for me. It just didn't quite gel. It just wasn't sweet and funny enough or charming enough. And like, there were some cute stuff, like the ornament hunt was kind of cute. Mm -hmm. And the tree lighting was kind of cute. But the fact that it was all sort of artificial and sort of put on just for her was sort of weird. It wasn't like part of their traditions, really, or it had mm -hmm. fallen away. Um, the two girls were adorable. Love them. They were oh, amazing. Yes. They are so precious. Yeah. So precious. And it was kind of fun to have the, the story of the town that wants the resort versus mm -hmm. the typical evil resort. Yeah. It was sort of fun. Yeah. I would agree there. Yeah. Um, I also think um, they could have, I think what may have helped, what could have helped the movie um, is if they would have had more quirky characters. Um, so it wasn't just like yeah. the one aunt that was scheming because she was like the schemer and everyone's like, oh, okay, we'll be your little elves. But if you had all the, you know, the quirkiness, all the little quirky characters and they're just like popping up like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it yeah, would have helped the, the town be a little more believable and yeah. the whole, hey, we're going to throw all these little secret lights around and gather everybody's Christmas ornaments and whatnot. So. Yeah, because there really was only the uh, that other lady, Rachel, I think was her name. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, she it's was the worst. worst. She was oh. terrible. I mean, she's supposed to be the worst, but she yeah. did a good job at it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of other memorable characters. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it was just very, uh, to me, I didn't hate it, but I just, I just felt like 
Eric maybe his character belonged in another movie, probably a horror movie. <laughs> 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 From the character. So uh, I ended up ranking it at 67 uh, in my ranking. So a little hurts me, but still not great. Out of 83, and I give it two and a half crowns. Okay, because I'm like the, the way opposite end. <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I would watch it again. And I, I did enjoy the writing, like the banter and just the different quirkinesses of it all. And I, th- I, thought, I thought it was yeah. fun. Oh, you no, know, it's good. I'm glad. So the last one was time for me to come home for Christmas, the longest title of the season. Oh, God. And the reason why it's called that is because it was based on a, uh, a Blake Shelton song called Time for Me to Come Home. And then his mother, Dorothy Shackle, oh. wrote a book based on the song. And then the book is being turned into a movie. And I have to say, the book was charming. And I think this movie was charming. This was definitely for me my winner of the weekend for sure. And it's basically about country music singer Heath decides to visit his mother and family for Christmas, but the journey is full of problems. First a plane trip that has to land in Chicago, then a bus and a car. Along the way, he meets a woman named Kara who doesn't know who he is, but is also trying to get home for Christmas. They also meet a little boy missing his military dad, a set of old school country crooners, and old friends of Heath's with a sick wife and adorable little girls. At first, the two don't see eye to eye, but as they travel, they fall in love. So there's your little summary. <laughs> um, so for me, I think that I like I like a road trip movie in general, like plane trains and automobiles. You know, I love for Hallmark, you know, I love Christmas Detour, Matchmaker Santa, a lot of these kind of things where there's all these problems that stall them and whatever. It's just a fun for me, and I don't feel like we've really had one of those this season yet. So it was kind of different. <laughs> At least they're not going to plan a gala. And <laughs> um, I actually, I liked Megan Park and Josh Henderson. I thought they were fun together. They were cute. There were things that were groaners for sure in this movie, but overall, I, I, I liked kind of all the little stops along the way. The little boy, the, the roamers were great. Mm-hmm. The little girls, the family, all that was, I thought, fun. So overall, it was my favorite of the weekend, but I don't know. What did you think? Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I- I'm not super high on the travel movies, um, just because sometimes they seem to drag. But this one was okay. Um, it wasn't my favorite of the weekend, but it wasn't like, ugh, you know, I actually watched the whole thing and I was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but there were a few moments. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, mm, <okay. laughs> what do you think of Megan Park and Josh Henderson? Uh, uh, I like them separately. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I, I remember her from, um, oh goodness, Secret Life of American Teenager. Mm. Pretty sure she was in that one. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised to see her on a Hallmark movie. And then him, he was okay. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to see him in a different movie in a different role. Cause, uh, yeah. Well, she has been in... Uh, multiple uh hallmark movies megan park she was in once upon a prince from earlier this year i don't know if you saw that no (laughs) (laughs) which is was actually really charming and one of the better role movies yeah i recommend it good book i'm gonna put that on my list yeah it's cute and uh, and she actually, when she was a young, young lad, a young, young girl, she was in a great Hallmark, uh, Hallmark, she was in a great Lifetime Christmas movie called The Road to Christmas that is super swoon-worthy with Jennifer Grey and Clark Gregg, where they met and became a couple and are married in real life. So oh. the chemistry is off the charts in that movie. And uh, Megan Park was his teenage daughter it's a good one i just thought that she was great i thought she was beautiful first of all all these Mm -hmm. are beautiful but i don't know she just she was striking to me and i i thought that they did have a nice chemistry together and i i really did you like the roamers where you (laughs) oh yes (laughs) i want to get that album that was fun 
he they just reminded me of John Candy and um Home Alone where he's one, hey, we're the the Poca Poca band. She's yeah. <laughs> like, What? Yeah. Yeah. Same with yeah. the Rovers are like, Hey, we're we're the Poca people. <laughs> Now, the parts of this movie that I didn't like is the whole idea that she's going to save her company by making candy bars is so stupid. Like, there is no, aside from if you wanted to get into the cola business, I don't think there's anything that's more cutthroat than candy bars. Like, that business is just insane. Like, Every, everybody has an energy bar. Everyone has a candy bar, you know, kind of thing. Like that is not going to save your company, first of all. But uh, second of all, like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, he literally just offer, he offers to help give her money. And she's like, how dare you? What are you doing? I can do this on myself, by myself. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you obviously don't know how to run a business. You're terrible. <laughs> It was I thought that that whole conflict was like, Ugh. and I was yeah. watching it, I think around the same time that Caroline was watching online on Twitter. And she was, she was like, <laughs> no, I know this is so stupid. And it was like such a stretch of a conflict. And I, was, I felt like you didn't even need it. Like you didn't even right. need conflict. Like the weather was the conflict in this movie. Right. Need some stupid business conflict. Right. And, they could have like had them maybe go their separate way. Is there something? I don't know. Yeah. That like, could have been the conflict. Like, I'm never gonna see him again and I forgot to get his phone number. Yes. <laughs> a- absolutely. That that makes sense. Like getting in the uh, in the candy bar business is just so dumb. And he's like, Oh, well, you got us into butters. <laughs> I trust you. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> there isn't Hershey's and Mars bar, you know, like peanut butters. Like it's not the same. I don't know. It was just, that was so stupid, but anyway. Or they could have done like, she wanted open home franchise. That would be a much bigger conflict because that has a lot more going into it. Maybe like the dad doesn't want to go that way. Like a a little store or something. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I could have seen them maybe like she writes a poem or something and then he uses it in his new song and then she's like, I gave you that in confidence. How could you, you know, write it as your song? Like that would have been okay. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Juicy. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a stupid conflict. It didn't work. Uh, But overall, I thought the movie was entertaining. I enjoyed it. And I thought that all the stuff with their friend in Joplin was so cute. Mm -hmm. Those little girls was so cute. They were so precious. Like that pie looked disgusting. But other than that, like was so cute (laughs) yes what'd you think of the singing of his singing yeah it was fine like it wasn't my favorite i'm not gonna buy an album but it was it was adequate fake country music singing i thought yeah that was my thing i was like but he's supposed to be country he doesn't sound country (laughs) it didn't sound very country in fairness a lot of the country singers don't really sound very country anymore yeah that's true i i just (laughs) thought for a blake shelton movie they would have busted out the twang a little more yeah that's fair that's true overall i it was the one i enjoyed the most maybe i've been i've been beaten down by the weekend (laughs) i haven't got to this one i don't know but I gave it three and a half crowns. Yeah, I'll give it the same. Okay. Uh, and so I actually have it at 28, uh, which is probably generous. I don't know. That's where I have it at the moment, <laughs> 28 on my ranking. And uh, so kind of, in, yeah, I have it actually right, right next to Once Upon a Prince. So I guess that's just my, oh. my Megan Park ranking. Okay. There you go. So, <laughs> and it's nice to see some younger talent in, mm-hmm. uh, in these movies, you know, so. Yeah. That I was going to be super grumpy, grumpy pants this episode. I wanted to talk about a movie that I love from this season and it's not on Hallmark. And I've already talked about it with Amy in our episode, but a lot of people listen to this main episode. So I wanted to talk about Christmas Perfection and this was a an acquired movie from Lifetime. It wasn't one of their original ones when they got. And uh, <laughs> it was 
perfection. <laughs> I love it. I've seen it three times already. I think it is so funny and just such a perfect little Christmas movie, in my opinion, as far as like what I want in a Christmas movie. And so uh, the, the story is about this woman named Darcy. She dreams of the perfect Christmas. And uh, she was, she grew up hearing her mother talk about Christmas in Ireland and how perfect it was. And uh, she, her, she tries her best to have this, this great Christmas, but everything goes wrong. Her family, her parents are divorced. They can't stand each other. Uh, she burns the turkey. Everything's falling apart. <laughs> and one day she is transported into her Christmas Irish village. And every single day is the perfect Christmas. And it's not just the perfect Christmas. It's the perfect Christmas as dictated by Darcy of what Darcy thinks. So all the characters, so all the characters in her life are all there, but they're her idealized version of those characters, which I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, the idea is, is how long will it take of her living the perfect Christmas over and over and over again before she realizes that's not all that it's cracked up to be. And of course there's sort of this, this love triangle in the mix where her boss from work in the Christmas village becomes this guy, Tom, who is this, is, is just there to give her rides and be like this perfect boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> and then her best friend that she's just kind of uh, friend zoned <laughs> for years, I uh, named Brendan. Uh, he actually appears at the village as himself and uh, she sort of starts to realize, of course, that that's what she really wants. But I don't know. I just, I, I love this movie. I think it is so funny and I, I just think it's brilliant. So what did you think of it? So for all these Christmas movies, I don't spoil myself. I really try really hard not to read any of their reviews unless it's like the three sentence blip. I don't watch the interviews. I don't watch the home and family stuff. So I didn't do that with um, Christmas Perfection. I think I heard a little bit with um, you and Amy Lynn on that, um, yeah. that podcast. Um, but I think you guys were talking about like seven different movies. So right, I right. didn't really remember it until there was this, the, the Christmas euphemisms. And I was like, oh, that's the movie they were talking about. So... <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so funny. Um, I liked the the whole, like, all the tropes, and just, I, I just thought it was so fun and um, comical. It was the perfect rom-com. It was like Groundhog Day meets the perfect bride in Christmas world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really was. So. Yay, I'm so glad. So I think what they did a good job of is they managed to make – they, they, they have the first part of the movie uh, really shows sort of her life. And they, I thought they did a good job of kind of still keeping her likable enough, despite mm -hmm. the fact that she is pretty critical and she is pretty, uh, you know, hard on her family and friends. And obviously this guy's obviously in love with her and she's completely oblivious to him. Like I love when he, he comes in and just to make her happy, he's bought like 30 different kinds of shoes. <laughs> yes. And she's really frustrated at her at her parents. Her mom doesn't uh let her get away with it though, which I liked, you know, that she uh in she uh brings pies from the uh one of the best bakeries in town and she's mad at her. Kate, uh, Darcy is mad at her because you know she's like, oh, you didn't use grandma's recipe? And the mom is like, look, I didn't want you to judge me for not making the recipe right, so I went and got, I got pies I knew would be the best. Mm -hmm. And so I like the fact they show that because then when it's later and the idealized version of her mother is later, you really see the contrast and uh, and it's an interesting thing. I mean, how many of us, went, if we kind of got to say, we want this person to behave in this way, and we want this person to behave in this way, like if we actually had to live with that, what we want of those other people, would we actually like it? it mm -hmm. It's an interesting thought experiment, I think. Yeah, you know? for sure. And um, it's also her friend, I think was really interesting because her friend Carmen 
is kind of a smart aleck. She's kind of sassy and it kind of gets on her nerves sometimes. <laughs> and so then we see the, the idealized version of Carmen, which is interesting later on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Brandon, it's interesting because when she gets out the, uh, the Irish village, he's like, where am I going to stay? <laughs> and she's like, no, you're in this. She gives him like this little, it looks like a, you know, like a stable house or something. With like a, <laughs> like a bed. But it's interesting because he's the only one, like she doesn't have a house for Carmen. She doesn't have a house, mm-hmm. but in the village, she has a house for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which is, I think why he ends up appearing just as himself and he's not like a version in the story. Right. Or she doesn't have a perfect view of him because right. he's just yeah. the best friend. So she doesn't idolize him because he's already, a, he's already perfect the way he is. She just doesn't realize it, mm-hmm. which is probably why he comes in as himself. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's already like, this movie has, this movie's smart. Like mm-hmm. people will just discount it, but like, it, it's it's really pretty well thought out, I think, and it's pretty interesting when you yeah. actually you know talk about it. I think, yeah, and, and they keep her very humanized too. Yeah, they like do. She wasn't dislikable at all. Like she wasn't insufferable, but she wasn't this over the top like princess or whatever. She right. was just very human, and I can see myself being that really jerky daughter, being like, "Mom, you seriously didn't bring." grandma's homemade casserole yeah at the same time as mom i would be like okay fine bye (laughs) lots of human elements in this movie i felt they're really where it's easy to take the people in our life for granted uh or to uh you know to get frustrated with them uh but then when they're gone uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting that I'm a huge fan of the show Survivor, and it always is interesting to me when they have these, uh, these family days where, where a member of their family will come, and I'm like, these people have only been gone for, like, a month, you know, like, <laughs> I get it, they, they have had a very strenuous experience, but I'm always just kind of amazed that they're, like, <gasps> it's so emotional, and I, I think, uh, that, it's just when you've been around so many people that are kind of judging you for your life and who you are and you're playing this intense game that it's like people, somebody who understands you, all of a sudden you appreciate it on a whole new level. Right. And that's kind of what, what happens here in a way. And so basically she, there's like this whole magical store, which I thought was really well executed too. And mm-hmm. I love movies like that with things like uh, big and, even I got really panned by critics, but I actually liked I Feel Pretty this year. The sort of this like magical element, you know, that sort of transports people into different. I mean, one of my favorite movies is Your Name, which is an anime version, kind of have sort of this magical training places kind of story. And anyway, I, I really liked that lady and I just really liked that whole store. I thought it was really fun. And so she ends up waking up in this Christmas village that's her perfect Christmas and and her parents are together but they're like perfect versions of kind of what she would want them to be and her dad's Irish and her dad's that Irish made me laugh <laughs> so hard well, and did so, he just turn into a leprechaun yeah right and some people were saying oh the accents were so bad in this movie it was filmed in Ireland but I actually, and maybe this is a stretch, but remember, this is her version of an, a perfect Irish uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. not an actual literal Irish. So to me, it actually makes sense that Tom, who's uh, the Irish version of her perfect boyfriend, who she's been wanting, you know, from this guy from work, it makes sense actually that he'd have kind of a cheesy accent. Yeah. You know? Anyway, and so yeah, they like give her the best cocoa that she's ever had. And there's like waffles in the morning. And, and I broke it down into days. So there were, as far as I could tell, I think there were eight days in the, in the village. (laughs) (laughs) The first day, it's like this dream come true. And you go, uh, that, (laughs) that Tom takes her on a ride and then they pick out uh, yarn for a sweater that 
I don't know how they're looming sweaters in this place, but anyway, they do it and they get a Christmas sweater and then they make a snowman that's the perfect snowman and then they dance, Irish dance. And you get to see that, uh, that Carmen is there, but she's like super cheerful and super like, <laughs> um, and uh, then, and she gets all the money that, that the, the, oh, yeah. for free is just in her pocket. Try your pocket. That's how money is. <laughs> and, um, and so that happens for a second day. She's still loving it. Third day, she, uh, she decides she kind of shakes things up a little bit because she, uh, she wants to have, uh, <laughs> wants th the third day, she starts with wanting to uh, get presents for her parents. And that's where she ends up finding the money. That's when Brandon shows up mm -hmm. in, into the thing. And, uh, and it's so funny because he like, he like forces himself on the, on the ride, on the carriage ride. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, let me hop up there. Yeah. And when he's picking out the yarn, he's getting like, he gets like brown and orange and like blue. <laughs> That's really funny. And Brandon keeps uh, saying that, uh, or Tom keeps saying, uh, our days are exactly as they're supposed to be. And, uh, and so, you know, that's interesting. And Brandon tells her uh, you, that you overcorrected on Carmen and the whole place is your fantasy. And so, you know, that's interesting. She starts, I don't think she had ever really realized that. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's like, there's no room for changes or improvisation. And so then we get uh, day four and it's all starting to kind of <laughs> add up a little bit. And uh that's that's the one where they decide to stay in and tom comes in and he's like where were you know where were you oh, yes and oh, uh, the the near kiss right there yeah. oh yeah yeah there's near kiss the the tv only plays the yule log <laughs> <laughs> and brandon's like you really want to do the same thing every day it's terrible and <laughs> carmen she's like you have the the, the comfortable sweater that you wear every day, whatever. And she's like, but, but you want a new sweater. And, <laughs> she, and Carmen like does not get the metaphor at all. She's like, I think maybe you just need to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, uh, and finally Brandon's like, Tom is the new sweater, Brandon, the comfortable sweater. And uh, so, <laughs> and, and she says about Tom, uh, he's handsome, kind, dependable, neat, and punctual. All things she should have wanted before. Uh, so it's it's really fun. And that's this is where uh, Brandon ends up uh, telling her basically like how how this is none of this is real. And he ends up walking back into like a black hole. <laughs> yes, I was I, like. No, don't go. Actually, go so that she realizes how much she actually really misses you and how she's going to fall in love because you're gone and hanging out in La La Land and she's right. stuck in this Irish village and she's about to have a miserable time. Yeah. Let's bring it. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And this, like, starts, and this is when the movie really gets great, is when she starts on the spiral downhill, I think. <laughs> These last three days because she she makes like a each step of the way that was like so magical on day one is like, she sort of starts to mess with. And I love, like she makes the snowmacorn. <laughs> oh yes. That's so funny. The, like the, the carrot is like sticking out of her. <laughs> and she's like, why not? Why can't we do this? Yeah. It's a snowmacorn. Bite me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And she picks black at the, at the, the sweater. And, <laughs> and then he adds like the bedazzle, all the stars yeah. on there. I was like, what the heck is this sweater? <laughs> like, and I thought it was Christmas size. Right? Yeah. And she tells her parents, she's like, why don't we have Christmas pizza, a Christmas pizza night or Chinese? Couldn't we go out for Chinese? And they're like, what? what? <laughs> it was so funny. And, <laughs> and so, um, is yeah. that when she yells at the little girl too? So that's the, that I think that's the next day. Okay. So day, 
she tells the her parents like she doesn't she wants to just have a burger this is day five and i just loved the scene when she's sitting there and <laughs> she's got eggnog hot cocoa and an apple cider that's the only option she has and she's like i want you to decide what you which one do you want to her parents and they're like which one do you want whatever you want is fine by me the, we just want you to be happy we know how much you like being in charge and so then they go back and forth back and forth between like what do you want i don't know what, what do you want what do you want <laughs> and she's just like i'll find out apple cider and they're like well if that's what you want and she's like no i want a burger <laughs> good i loved it and <laughs> um so <laughs> And so she ends up on the ride and this is where we get the gold of this movie <laughs> with the ride. Cause she's like taking the reins and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and <laughs> so we find out the cursing in the Irish village is a little bit different than it is here. <laughs> yes. This was my favorite part. So funny. So funny. <laughs> they had fudge this. I meant fuggy, fakey pudding. <laughs> Toasted chestnuts, jingle bells, stocking stuffer, frosted, frosted fruit, cake. fruit cake. Yeah, that one's probably my favorite. I think if I stub my toe for now, and I'm gonna frosted fruit cake. <laughs> nutmeg and, and like, little Christmas tree. Yeah, stocking stuffer and frost this place. Yeah, frost you snowman and uh, you striped woolen muffler. <laughs> It was so funny. And and then Tom says, that's no kind of language for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I also loved the line where she says, it's not possible for anyone to be cheerful 100% of the time. And Tom says, well, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> so... Then it is day six uh, that she tries to steal the person's people's car, and <laughs> she steals their car. And day seven, that's when she's mean to the gingerbread girl, which was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and it was like all the little village people came out of the woodwork, and they were alive. Done. Done. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I, that made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. It's like all of a sudden she turned into children of the corn or something. Yeah. It was so funny. And she does meet the, the shop lady there on that day. And she says, only you can get yourself out of it. And she says, what do you really want in your heart of hearts? You better figure it out or it's Christmas sweaters forever. And... <laughs> And I, I also like, I, I forget who she said this to, but she's like, my current problem is beyond hot chocolate. She's like, no problem is beyond hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and she does, it was really sweet too, because she tells her parents, like, I miss the real you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she says, I don't tell you guys enough how much I love you. And, uh, and so then there's the final day, day eight. Tom wakes her up. And he says, I want to fill you with comfort and joy, but I don't know how. And that's when she gets dressed up to be Miss Christmas. And I really <laughs> liked her dress as Miss Christmas. Yeah. It was, I don't know what they were actually doing there. Like, is it just a beauty pageant or she's, is she not like now the town leader? <laughs> I, I was trying to figure that one out too. Cause at first I was like, are they going to a ball? And then they give her sashed and then they're like, you know, basically all hailing her and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. This is a fantasy. So I guess it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Um, but it was funny how they did crown her Miss Christmas after her yelling at the little gingerbread girl. <laughs> 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 and then uh, Tom proposes and it's just when that happens that she gets all these memories back from all of her Christmases and she remembers her parents making like a paper tree. And oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, it's not perfect, but, and, and she remembers things with Brandon and her parents and Carmen and everything. And she tells Tom, no, we're the same puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. And cause that's what Brandon had said. Like we're, 
or two puzzle pieces that fit together. Yeah. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. And so then she, the black hole opens right there next to her like throne and she jumps through it and she comes back and she's like on the ground <laughs> in her fancy dress and she goes and finds Brandon and uh, it's super cute. And then uh, it's everybody's favorite food <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> and it was just I just loved this movie I thought it was so funny I thought it was actually really sweet I thought it was insightful and as somebody who like my family we have very we've actually already celebrated Christmas in my family believe it or not uh because my brother was in town Mm -hmm. and so you know we kind of had our little celebration then and it was really sweet and really lovely but it wasn't perfect and so I don't know. I just thought this movie was really well written and really funny and romantic. And I just really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely had all the right things. I I really enjoyed it. It's one I will watch again (laughs) for sure. (laughs) It's, it's, it's very high on my list. So very excited. Well, well, good. Well, let us know if you guys got to see Christmas perfection, if you liked it, uh, where you, you have it, ranked I guess it's my favorite it might honestly I think it not might I think it is my favorite of this whole Christmas season it's definitely my favorite non-Hallmark for sure (laughs) of the ones that I've seen and I know I just loved it I thought it was great and one really cool thing that I found out is both of the writers are this is they haven't done it's Lauren Hynek and Elizabeth Martin and they haven't done a ton of other stuff, but they're both working on the new Disney Mulan. Oh. So that's pretty crazy. That's exciting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like, way to, way to bump up. That's pretty cool. And so, uh, anyway, yeah, they're working on the screenplay for Mulan. So there you go. Anyway, so that's what I wanted to talk about so that you could be clear that I'm not a grouchy Grouchy Goose. (laughs) And then out of the Hallmark ones, my favorite was Time for Come Home for Christmas. And uh, yeah, and then the rest were about all the same for me. They're all close. But but anyway, so thanks so much for indulging me in talking about this and talking to me about these other Hallmark movies. It was really fun. It was fun. I always enjoy chatting about Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah, super it, is, fun. it really is the best. So uh, ha- tell people about your blog and how people can uh, contact you online or whatever, social okay. media. Yep. So I am on Twitter and on Instagram. I haven't really figured out Instagram, to be honest with you. So Twitter is the way to go. Um, that would be a hallmark my words. You can find my blog there. I'm trying to log all my thoughts on the movies um, on my blog. Uh, that's still kind of work in progress trying to figure out like all that so feedback's great <laughs> Pot- like not like mean feedback let's let's be let's be honest there. <laughs> constructive <laughs> and yeah and you should do christmas perfection on your blog yes i was gonna do christmas perfection i did do the christmas sw- christmas switch princess switch the one oh, with vanessa hudgens so i did have that on there um, and I did ask my Hallmarkies friends what non-Hallmark Christmas movie I should watch next, just so I have a little more variety and stuff. So I need guys, something to watch between Tuesday yes. and Friday. If you guys have any suggestions for Casey, put in the comments section or on Twitter, let us know what she should be watching. And uh, that will be really, really fun. So let us know also if there are any off network that you've really enjoyed. Uh, let us know. And uh, we will uh, most likely, Amy and I will cover it. Uh, we're going to have another episode of the non-Hallmark uh, this week where we are going to be covering some really fun stuff. And uh, then we also have our uh, interview with Marcy Holland, who is just an incredible writer that is uh, was on, on Monday. I love interviewing the writers. So much fun. Next week on the podcast, we're going to have my interview with Ava Cooper, from oh. one calls the heart yes <laughs> so adorable <laughs> and uh yes 
and we'll be covering four new movies. And I, on Wednesday, from uh, Twitter, Hallmark underscore lover. <laughs> she's great and she's a blogger and so much fun. We're really excited to have her on the podcast. So lots of fun stuff to look forward to during this Christmas season. It's kind of winding down. It's very fun. And uh, so let us know what you thought of this weekend's uh, movies. And uh, thanks so much again, Casey. You're the best. Thank you for having me. Always so fun to talk to y'all. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast at Home Pod all over social media. And uh, please put in your reviews on iTunes. It's very helpful to us. And if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. Really appreciate that. I have family movie night reviews every Monday. So a lot of fun going on there. So thanks again. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas.